Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Take the Cake listeners. I'm Kate Noel. If you are new here, or if you're not new here, I'm still Kate Noel, and I'm super happy you're here. Um, I'm doing a solo cast today, and it's going to be about wellness and recovery, bridging the gap between recovery space and wellness space, and my where I think both fall short and my approach to both of those. And how I view wellness and recovery as one instead of two, because um, I believe that there can be a lot of rules in recovery in some of the recovery spaces, which can be very supportive for people. And it can also, I think, hold people back and make people feel kind of scared to, it can be you know, scary to listen to your own body, your own mind when you recover. And then when you're faced with more rules, it can feel frustrating. And I think the same is true for wellness space, the health and wellness space on Instagram, on TikTok, online, on podcast is also seems to be very rule-based at times. And I mean, that's not everyone in the space. It's just maybe the more popular like accounts and videos it feels kind of like there's also rules involved. So here we are, here I am, and let's talk about how we can just ditch all of those rules and how we can meet ourselves in the middle. Um, Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say a little life update, shall we? I am in Michigan again. This is the second month like I was in Michigan in July around this time. Actually, I think it was this time I was here. And then I am back. It's August. I don't live in Michigan. My parents do. I live in LA, but I'm staying with my parents. And so truly there is like geese honking in the backyard. And um, who knows if you'll hear that. I don't know, but it's, it's beautiful here. My parents moved here a few years ago from Indiana and they have just an amazing house. They like really started over and uh, just have built a really beautiful life for themselves. I'm so happy and feel really lucky to be here. I can look outside of the window and see this beautiful pond that people like to fish in and kayak. It's very wholesome. Um, so I'm, I'm liking being over here. I'm headed back to LA in a few days, but for now, here we are. And my mom and I have just been catching up, watching TV. My dad and I and my mom have been watching TV and Sometimes it's just necessary to go to your parents' house, you know, and get on a plane or get in a car and just go to your parents' house. I'm very privileged to have parents still and have parents who uh, like to take care of me. And I know I'm really lucky in that. So uh, if if you are also privileged to have parents, then grateful, gratitude for that. And it's okay to just want to be taken care of sometimes. And that's the realm I've been in. I've been, you know, enjoying 
them making me dinner and, you know, having free laundry. Actually, I have free laundry in LA, but you know, just better, better washing a dryer, you know, better. She's like buying, my mom's like getting our nails done and, you know, just stuff like that. It's just kind of fun. So here we are. Okay. Let's get into the episode. I believe as a recovery coach and somebody who I consider myself in like the well wellness space in autonomy and individuality. So I believe that we deserve, it is our birthright actually, to have autonomy over our health and wellness. I believe that literally every single person on this earth has an entirely different set of needs in order for them to be healthy. So you have an entirely different set of needs to be healthy. And I believe that most of that knowledge comes from lived experience, meaning I believe that you and I and us as a collective humanity learn the most about ourselves from our own experience, from, quote, messing up or failing or doing something right or doing something that feels good or doing something that feels wrong or bad. Whatever it might be, I believe that that in itself is the most powerful healer and tool for us to get to know what makes us truly healthy you know, eating a certain food or exercising a certain way. Maybe you went too hard. Maybe you want to start moving your body more. Maybe you want to take a break from working out. Like this is just working out as an example. Maybe you want to try a different type of exercise. Maybe you need to weight restore before you can exercise. So all of these things are, I feel, um, like lived experience. Like you have to experience them to know truly and feel that empathy for yourself. I also believe that no one knows you better than you know yourself. I sound like a broken record. I say that all the time, but only you often after removing the noise, um, with the help of other professionals, like I'm not saying only you can do this on your own, like, and have a healing, healthy life. Of course we can get support. And I, I'm a, I'm a recovery coach. So I, absolutely recommend getting support with your family, your friends, with professionals. Um, But, you know, after removing the noise, I feel is only really when you can decide what is healthy for you. And on top of that, what is healthy for you can change over time as you grow and evolve and learn more about yourself. So again, there's no destination. It's a journey. We're never really there. And no one has a linear health or recovery journey, I believe that we can learn from our own experience as a primary driver of change. So that is what I believe when it comes to individuality, when it comes to health and wellness. Honest health and wellness is like my tagline. And that's really what I want. I want to, I want everyone to feel empowered when it comes to their health and wellness. And sometimes cute Instagram reels or this podcast maybe can inspire us. But in reality, like you have to understand and get to know what you really need in order to feel secure and in order to feel safe and in order to thrive and in order to be actually healthy and on your healing journey in a way that doesn't harm you or harm other people around you. So how do we do that, right? How do we find out 
what is healthy? Am I in recovery space? Am I in wellness space? Am I, what's, you know, if you're confused, here's my recommendation. First, think about what is healthy to you right now. Just right now, you're not signing a contract with yourself by declaring what is healthy to you forever. You just, right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things. Does mental health, does physical health matter to you more? Are they equal? Aspects of health like social health, financial health, environmental health, family health, cultural health, life purpose. What do you value as healthy? None of those are wrong. In fact, all of those are right. All of those are right to you. I want you to really consider what you value as healthy, regardless of if it feels good or if it feels bad or if it feels anything, like write down aspects of life and self that feel healthy to you. And especially if you're in recovery, do the same thing for being fully recovered or mostly recovered. What do you value as full recovery or mostly recovered, right? Managing recovery, managing our food and body um, challenges. What do you value? What aspects are What aspects equal full recovery to you? Like that is something I feel like I ask my clients and so many of them do not know because they have not thought about what does full recovery mean to me in my life? Obviously, (laughs) the eating disorder is sneaky and the eating disorder can sneak in there and say, well, full recovery means this. And it might not be full recovery. You might end up in what we call quasi-recovery, which is when we're not really fully ready to recover, whatever that might mean. But like, let's think about our healthy selves, like in our own life. What is, what does recovery mean to you today? What does recovery mean to you tomorrow? Like it's so easy, I think for both the wellness and recovery space for us to think about way in the future. Like it almost feels like an impossible path to endure. And it's, it's feels like there's a destination, but there's not like, what does recovery mean to you right now? Because all we have is right now. All you can do is focus on right now. So what does recovery mean to you for the next hour? Does it mean, you know, just living your life and not thinking about recovery? Or does it mean like trying a new food or listening to this podcast or um, following an account? Like what does recovery mean to you right now? So what do you value? What do you think is healthy? And then what do you think is fully recovered? And what constitutes for a healed relationship with food and body? What's your goal? What do you want to work towards? I mean, I think it's sometimes important to think about the destination, even though we're never really landed there. What do you, what do you want to work for? So I have problems with rules on both sides of recovery and wellness spaces. So I hope that makes sense. I would encourage you to just start to think about, visualize your life as recovered, visualize your life tomorrow, next week, visualize your life as healthy, wellness. What does it look like for your life? It doesn't have to look like smoothies and Pilates. It can, it definitely can. What does it look like to you though? It also doesn't have to look like eating, you know, McDonald's every night. It doesn't have to look like sleeping all day, you know, because sometimes I think in the recovery space, we can be black and white about things and have a hard time navigating 
what we think is healthy versus unhealthy or recovered versus not recovered. An example can be salads. (laughs) Okay. So sometimes we're going to have the opportunity to have salads. If we have salads every day and we're only allowing ourselves to eat salads, that is not, I would say, recovery mindset. I would say recovery mindset is allowing yourself to have a salad when you want a salad. Same with the health and wellness mindset. You don't have to have a salad every day for lunch or whatever. Um, So that's just one example is like how often, you know, and what parameters do you want to have a salad? Maybe it's hard to tell because of the eating disorder, because your relationship with food isn't necessarily healed or or perfect right now, which is never going to be perfect, by the way. You know, my my point is that maybe a salad will sometimes be the, quote, wrong move. Like maybe you'll have a salad and you'll be like, wow, I think that was my eating disorder talking. Or maybe you'll have a salad and think, wow, that was so nutrient dense. I feel great. You had a salad that had lots of macronutrients in it and lots of variety in it. It was delicious. So either way, you learn from that experience and you can move on and realize who you are and what you need more and more. Another example are seed oils. So a lot of people in the wellness space are like, no seed oils, that's bad. Vegetable oils, canola oil. Okay, black and white thinking, you know, wellness space could be like, no seed oils ever. Never buy seed oils and always go out to eat in places that they don't have seed oils, blah, blah, blah. Whereas maybe the recovery black and white recovery person would say, I don't care about seed oils. I will eat all the seed oils because food freedom and I don't want to restrict myself at all. Neither one of those are bad, by the way. I'm just saying, I think most of us can live in the gray area and say something like, maybe I don't want to buy seed oils from the grocery store um, or maybe I want to limit seed oils and be mindful of seed oils. But if the eating disorder ever crops in and says, don't buy this because it has seed oils, maybe I'll challenge that. And then maybe next week I'll think about it. So it's like, it's always an evolving thing. And I think it's okay to just be in this lukewarm gray area while you're just figuring it out and while we're on our journeys. And so I hope that helped to kind of clear the air. By the way, when it comes to seed oils, I don't know if you could even ever find a restaurant that doesn't use seed oils. And going out to eat is such a beautiful, essential part of my life. And I think most of my clients' recovery journeys. So I highly recommend um, being in the gray area with seed oils. I consume seed oils. I buy some stuff with seed oils. So it's okay. So there's all these rules in like the recovery space and in the wellness space. I'm recovery space like... You have to have three meals and three snacks every day or you're not recovered, right? Maybe that's something that you've heard. Or, you know, if you want to get stronger in the gym and have a body-related goal, you're wrong. That's not recovery. That th- Those are like real things I hear. And then we have wellness rules, right? You have to start your day really early. Drink only oat milk. The only oat milk that you can drink is the sustainable kind. Do Pilates, you know, whatever it is, whatever the wellness stuff is right now. In my opinion... Find what empowers you. So I truly don't think that if you're in the recovery space and you're on on eating sort of recovery and you have three meals and two snacks one day, maybe because you can't have access to an additional snack, maybe you're out, um, that's okay. I I still want you to think that you are on the recovery path. 
for people who are, you know, in treatment, they need three meals and three snacks a day. Or for people who are in that space of their life, maybe those rules really serve them, like I said. So in my opinion, find what empowers you. For some people in the current space they're in right now, holding their identity identity strongly within like the clinical recovery realm will serve them so much more than not. Whereas some people might benefit from removing themselves from the labels altogether and experiencing an entirely new identity where ED recovery or wellness and health isn't even a part of their new mindset. Meaning for some people, maybe they feel very empowered by clinical recovery. You know, they have a whole recovery team. They feel very empowered when they claim that they have eating disorder, they have an eating disorder, they have a diagnosis, and that is so powerful for them. And I love that. And that's great. Maybe for somebody, they are like not being served by the recovery space anymore. And just having an identity within eating disorders isn't serving them anymore. I would argue this person is completely recovered and they just need a new identity where Eating disorder recovery isn't even a part of their mindset where they have just moved on entirely. It's not something that they need to tell people about. It's not something that they, you know, go to sleep at night thinking about. And whatever space you're in, what I'm saying is like, you have to find what empowers you. Nothing is wrong. So I feel like that's where like the wellness and recovery spaces can really intersect is just having autonomy, honestly, over your own journey and remembering that it can change over time. So my question to you is whose rules are you following? So sometimes we need to follow other people's rules. They keep us safe and secure. Other times we need to release living under someone else's rules. Sometimes both can exist in different realms of our life because maybe the rules don't allow us to find what we really want. So whose rules are you living under? Maybe take a look at your social media and think who's kind of life am I modeling myself after? Is it serving me? Is it not? Who am I consuming content from? Who in my life am I, um, you know, just following their rules and is it serving me or not? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So something I work with my clients a lot is kind of integrating recovery and wellness and recovery and eating disorder. Um, so here's something that you can do. This is like a little homework. Um, The first step is to kind of write down really intense aspects of the eating disorder or an unhealthy relationship with food and body that you want to release. So this can be things like calorie counting, skipping breakfast, skipping meals, um, binging and purging. It can be hardcore aspects, you know, 10K steps a day, whatever, that you're like, this will never serve me again. I know that this is not a good thing for me. And then... The next step, step two, is aspects of your eating disorder that can be reframed into a healthy new habit or goal that can be more wellness oriented. So maybe you use like, let's go back to the movement example. Maybe you still want to move your body, but you don't want to do the 10K steps. So maybe the 10K steps can be something you can release. And instead you can use walking as just a part of your morning routine that you really love, or you can walk your dog every day and not make it a numbers thing, but really enjoy it and really embody and feel good um, with your daily walk. So those are like, that's like an exercise that you can do. 
um, just aspects that you want to release that are not serving you anymore, and then aspects of your eating disorder that you can or would like to reframe into your new sort of wellness lifestyle, health and wellness for you. It can be anything. Um, this seed oil example can also, you know, be here. So another exercise or thing you can think about is your personal barometer in discovering what is your slippery slope. Okay, so this is another exercise you could do. And this is for us people um, who are feeling like I don't really know what is what is like when I slip into my eating disorder versus like when I'm health mindset. So I think it's important to discover what your, you know, slippery slope is, meaning what are like green light, like signs that all is well, red light, signs that you're slipping, that you really need to reach out for support. And then what is in between? So what are some like yellow light things where you might just, you might need to reevaluate and think and reflect and maybe get some support. Um, so an example could be signs of slippery slope could be, I took the extra route because I really wanted to like burn some calories. Like if I take the extra route on my way to work or on my way to class, that's a slippery slope thing. That's, that's a sign that I'm not doing well. Or maybe body checking, like body checking more and more, like I'm getting into the habit again. That's my, that's my slippery slope. So those are just some examples, but they can be anything. Like what is your slippery slope to be aware of? And what are some tangible habits that you have done or have, can do in the future or in the present that constitute as like a yellow flag where you're like, okay, let's think this through um, and let's get back on the slope that's not slippery, right? Um, so that was kind of a lot. And I hope that you feel, I hope that was helpful or inspiring for you. Um, basically, the goal of this podcast is to help you to feel empowered when it comes to health and wellness and recovery. Black and white thinking is a cognitive distortion that I have dealt with in my own personal life. And that is basically what I'm trying to say here is that I think there's a lot of black and white thinking in the recovery space and in the health and wellness space. And so identify the rules that you're living under, wellness and recovery rules. And some more examples I'm thinking of is no processed food versus never checking ingredients of food or buying all organic versus all conventional because it doesn't matter. Taking all supplements, taking no supplements, preparing foods at home only or eating fast food and eating out every day. Um, so those are just some other examples. And then the seed oils versus you know cooking with canola oil every day. Those are just examples of black and white thinking. And if you're finding yourself really, your identity is in one of those options, I think just think that through a little bit and maybe ask yourself why. And if you have, if you have no problem with that, then that's okay. And if you feel like you're living in the black or in the white, then perhaps you can challenge yourself and try and get into the gray and just think about where in your life could you free yourself up a little bit more and enjoy a little bit more? My parents' cat right now is like watching the birds and hitting the blinds over and over again. So I'm sorry if you can hear that. Okay, well, we're done anyways. This is, this is the episode uh, for today. Thank you all so much for listening. I would love a rating and a review if you enjoyed this podcast. Um, it is the best way you can support this podcast. And... 
Um, I just appreciate you all so much. I'll leave all my links down in the info description. Um, yeah, thank you again. I hope that y'all have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.